thinking back, I just from that age, I just got bigger and bigger and bigger, and and, and never really um got my grips to to the weight control. Losing weight isn't easy, and some days we can feel like we need some extra help. Welcome to the Weight Loss Warrior Podcast, the show where we share inspiring real-life success stories from normal, everyday people like you and I. Listen to how each of our guests managed to overcome their personal challenges to lose the weight they wanted as they talk about the secrets to their success and give great advice that you can benefit from. Become part of our tribe and use the Weight Loss Warrior podcast as your source of motivation and support to help you on your weight loss transformation. And now, your host and friend, Carl Radley. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Weight Loss Warrior podcast with me, Carl, your host. Today, I'm joined by Ryan, who's lost an amazing 10 stone uh, since he started his weight loss journey. Ryan, welcome to the show. Hello. Delighted to be here. And uh, I'm going to admit this, first of all, Ryan, this isn't the first time we've spoken, is it? No, <laughs> so, I, not this week. Though. <laughs> not this week, anyway. So, yeah. for for our listeners, um, this is actually the second time Ryan and I have recorded a podcast episode because, unfortunately, as everybody knows, I'm very new to this, uh, using new software, not sure what's going on. And at the end of the, the last recording, I played it back, and it was only my voice. I, I hadn't recorded Ryan, so I, I want to say a special thank you to you, Ryan, for, for coming back and for giving me a second chance. And I, and I can reassure you, this is recording at the moment. I've checked ten times. Ah, oh, here, sure, it's, it's all about a crack, as they say. We're okay. <laughs> Excellent, and thank you. So, Ryan, tell us a bit about yourself. Well, yeah, uh, Ryan Quinn. I am thirty-three years old. I live in the northwest of Ireland. Um. Up near uh, the city of Derry, where I work, I live in a wee Straban, or a wee town called Straban, and uh, I'm a musician by trade. And at the moment, I am teaching in a wonderful secondary school, um, and I'm enjoying it. When the days are good, they're good, and when they're bad, they're bad. <laughs> of course, and I think that's like that for everyone. But um, and especially this week, coming back to school, and uh, it, it must have been quite a busy and hectic week. Lots of new faces. Uh, new challenges, but, but obviously it's what you're doing and, and enjoy. So it must be nice to, to get back into that routine again. Absolutely. I mean, I love a long summer break, as would anyone. But, um, you know, teachers do come back a lot earlier than what you think. You know, the last couple of weeks of August, we're in and out. And school's just not the same without the pupils. Um, so it's a different building. Uh, it was a different building on Monday morning when there was just over 800 uh, young people coming through the front door. It's a real buzz. Um, and it kind of just affirms why we do it, you know, because as I said, uh, good days are great. Um, more good days uh, than bad, I would say, but um, it's just a really fun, enjoyable job. Uh, I wouldn't, at the moment, I'm pretty happy and I don't imagine myself doing anything else. <laughs> Fantastic. And, and that's, that's such a, a rare thing these days that people do a job that they feel passionately about and enjoy. So, so yeah, hang on to it, embrace it. That's, that's really yeah. good. So Ryan, education aside and, and your work aside, tell us a little bit about your, your weight loss journey and, you know, maybe leading up to your decision to lose weight. Yeah. So, I mean, people always say, you know, they've always been bigger than other people and, um, you know, and they've always struggled with weight and that's pretty, pretty true for me as well. I think. I can actually remember the time, I was about 14 or 15, um, 
and I just and I, up until that, um, I was I was pretty thin. To be fair, I have a brother who's just one year older than me, um, and we were like twins growing up, and we were exactly the same size, and you know, really thin, really pale white Irish boys, you know, um, and then when I was about fourteen or fifteen, I just started piling on the pounds, you know, something that was different. Whereas my brother Shane, he he kept his slim figure, um, for a lot longer. But um, thinking back, I just from that age, I just got bigger and bigger and bigger, and and, and never really um, got my grips to to the weight control. Um, and like you know, as many people do, I go through phases of of trying really weird and random diets. Um, but you know, nothing has really worked until the past couple of years. Um, and I'm so glad that this time it worked. You know, I think there's a combination of things about where you're at in your life and what kind of mental health you're in or or how much you actually really want it um for it to work you know but i just found something for me that actually just clicked and and that was it so um there we go and so and and you you, we will talk about this this click because it seems to be something for a lot of people and and unfortunately we don't really know what triggers it because I, i think if you could package that and and share it with people it it's in high demand getting that click that makes you want to actually do the, the job of the losing weight yeah. or, or, or with anything in life. But you, you mentioned obviously from like late teens, you, you started gaining weight and obviously eating has a, has a part to play in that exercise, various things. But were, were you going through a difficult time? I'd say mentally, was it a case of comfort eating? Were you just out and about and not really caring about your nutrition? So were you eating too many calories. What, what was it in your case, right? Um, I think, I mean, I mean, personally, you know, um, I couldn't really pin it down to one thing if it was, you know, comfort eating or just eating too many calories or going out too many nights. But um, probably like anybody of of a larger size, you kind of get to a point where you're going all the sodded, you know, um, I'll just keep eating what I'm eating and, and that's it until you do a diet. There was never this, you know, Right, I'm on a diet or I'm off a diet. There was never an in between for me. It was um, I didn't really understand food, and I think a lot of young people growing up should be probably taught a wee bit more about it, um, and what the power of food has for you, what it does for you, and what certain types of food, um, do for you. You know, because you think about it, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a fuel to keep you alive, and obviously there's a lot of enjoyment and a lot of different types of food, but. I always think, you know, if I was to eat a Mars bar, for example, I'm really going to enjoy that. Um, but it actually won't fill me up and it won't sustain me for the day. You know, where if I could switch that for something else that is going to fill me up, um, which is a lot less calories, I'll, I'll choose that option now. Whereas before, I didn't really understand that that's how it worked. I didn't realize that you had to eat a certain amount of calories to maintain your weight or you had to eat below that to lose weight. Um, and I think just even since deciding, um, right, I'm going to start to lose weight and having the time, because I had started uh, in the middle of lockdown where people obviously had a lot more time time to do things. And I had started and I got really passionate then about learning um, about food, about calories um, and about exercise and, and, and things to get, you know, and I had the time to sit there and really think about it. Um, I'd always blamed being far too busy to lose weight. I, I genuinely believe that. Um, uh, whenever I was at uni, for example, I worked almost full time while doing um uh, doing my course in Belfast, 
Um, and then as I was a musician, I gigged a lot. Um, and that, that has continued and I'm very grateful for it. Um, so I didn't really cook. I ate out a lot. I was always picking up something in the shop and then on the way home from a show at night time or a gig at night time, I was stopping in the chip. I'd never given it a second thought. Um, but as I said, unfortunately, you know, a lot of people over lockdown struggled. Um, and a lot of people put on weight because they were doing less or whatever. But I was just glad that I, I had that moment where I decided, right, this is it. Um, and I had the time to work out a really decent plan. And obviously, I am a member of Slum World. Uh, and they have a lot of literature and a lot of facts and how it actually works. And because I had the time then to read it all uh, and get my head around it, um, I felt that that's how it worked for me. And I'm very glad of it. And then you've done fantastically. And one, one of the things I wanted to ask, because especially with a, a background in education yourself, you've touched on, I think, some very important points there about how, as young people, we don't have enough knowledge around and. and I remember, you know, doing food tech and cooking apple crumbles and stuff like that, but never really studying nutrition as, yes. as part of that food technology. And for me, that's something that I think is is significantly missing from that. And uh, along with things like, um, you know, finance, that we don't ch- teach children how to, to to look after themselves financially. So what happens? Everyone gets into, well, not everyone, but people get in, find themselves in huge amounts of debt because they don't know how to manage credit cards and things like that. So I, I think there's there's life skills that should be taught at a much younger age that could actually help young people to do that. And with with nutrition and health, when you look at the, the figures of how much childhood obesity is rising, adult obesity, type 2 diabetes things that are associated with the risks of, of being overweight it, it's starting almost too late we, we're not really doing enough i think as a nation in the uk to, yeah. to, to prevent it um and, and uh, yeah and it's good and, and absolutely um and i do have to say that we are getting better at it uh, <laughs> as an education sector in a whole you know um though i just think that sometimes we can be a wee bit reactionary um you know, we kind of wait for the problem to happen before we actually do anything about it rather than preventing it. Um, and like you mentioned things like, you know, managing your money. Like I obviously teach music in the school that I work in, but I also do teach a subject, um, life skills, like a Princess Trust thing, qualification. And it does. And I teach kids, you know, that are 15, 16, how to read their wage slips, you know, how a mortgage works, things like that. You know, um, schools are genuinely trying. Um, but I think, you know, the more people that learn now will pass that on to their children and so on and so on. So I just think that we will eventually get around to it. But but you're totally right, education is where it's at. You know, when you have the knowledge, like I like I always say, losing weight is simple, you know, but it's not easy. Um I mean it's it's just a fact that if you eat less calories, then you're going to lose weight. But it's finding a plan, like I found some word it 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 works for me. It mightn't work for somebody else, but it's helped a hell of a lot of people. And it's because it's a plan that actual people that are qualified have thought about and they know that it works. Um, so it's, and it's following that plan and making it sustainable for, you know, a healthy life. I mean, without really getting into the, to the boring nitty-gritty of it all, do you know what I mean? But it's just, you can't really just wander through life doing, you know, yo-yo fad diets that, that really give you a short-term um solution to a long-term problem 
of you course. Know, so. I think as well with, with that said that there's also a lot of other things attached to our eating habits, the emotional side of it, the connection yeah. with mental health. And I think you're quite right in the fact that it's a definitely a generational thing that if, if the younger people who are being educated now become parents who educate their children about nutrition, then that yeah. will be our way out of this. And, but okay, for a lot of yeah. us at the moment, people our age, I think we're a similar age. I don't want to offend you. Um, but <laughs> people, people of our age at the moment, I don't think our parents really had, or at least they, they didn't have to worry so much about nutrition because of the fact that there were a lot different foods accessible when they were younger to what there is now so there's far less convenience food far less microwave meals and so the food that they had was generally more nutritious and more fresh and more natural just because that's what was available in the supermarkets whereas now there is so much to choose from and obviously with marketing the way that it is playing you know into our our psychology that a lot of people don't even realize they're buying unhealthy foods because it says fat free, they think it's healthy and, and so many things like that. So it's, it's a miseducation as well. But I'd like to go back to your, your success story, Ryan, because obviously you, you've, you've done incredible and you said it was during COVID that you decided you were going to make a change. And this, yes. for a lot of people, it, it seems to have gone one of two ways. A, a, a lot of people who I've spoken to found COVID as an extremely difficult time physically and mentally, very you know, unknown waters. And so for, unfortunately for a number of people they gained a lot of weight during this time and you on the other side you actually use that as an opportunity to lose weight so how was that and and, and w what did you do in the initial steps when you decided okay I'm going to lose weight yeah well I, I mean like everybody um I was so new I remember March um 2020 I think it was um so long ago now when everything shut down um and I can actually remember going to the shop the night before um, with all these rumours came out, you know, everywhere's going to close down. And you want to see what I bought in the shop that night. It was just a load of junk food. And I thought, oh, I'm going to have a week or two off work here. I'm going to sit <laughs> on the sofa and watch films all day. I've got the booze in. I've got the sweets, the chocolate, everything. Um, and that kind of went on for about three months, maybe four months. Um and it was like, when's this going to end? So I was constantly treating myself and I was having, you know, a wee bottle of wine. At the start, it was like, you know, maybe a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then it was like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And I put on a lot of weight um, and from March until August of the first of the first bit of COVID and the first bit of lockdown. I think I put on two stone. Um, and for me... I had always blamed being too busy to lose weight, and I really couldn't do that anymore. I had literally no excuse. Um, so, um, a friend of mine, Amanda, um, said everything was kind of reopening again in September, and I was going back to work. And um, well, here's an anecdote for you: I uh, had actually I I smoked a lot of cigarettes as well, and I had said I can't go back to work. Um, because they're going to take my temperature every time I go in and out of the building. So they're going to know how many times I sneak out for a smoke during the school day. <laughs> so I'm going to give up, I'm going to give up smoking. That's what I'm going to do. And I failed terribly. And then my friend Amanda was around one night and we were drinking one of the many bottles of wine we had. And she says, you know what? I'm going to try slimming words. She was getting married. She says, I'm going to try slimming words uh, and see if we can shift a few pounds before the wedding. And I says, well, you know what? Tried to give up the smoking. It didn't work. This couldn't. 
this couldn't be no harm. I'll give it a go. We'll see what happens. And I really did go into it with like very little expectation of doing anything. You know, I've tried a lot of stuff in the past. Um, and I just thought, and just from a conversation with Amanda, I thought actually this is something that I want to do now. I have no excuse. We're a lot less busy. Um, and have the time to cook and whatever else. But the only thing I was doing then was just going to school every day and back. Um, because there was no gigs, there was no pubs open, there was no theatres open. So, um, and then we landed up at um a local summer work. This this uh consultant, Sinead Twells. She's really well known where I'm from in Stravan. She runs a group in a wee village just outside Stravan and Stile Mill, and she's had a lot of success in the past. And I thought, well, this is the place to be. If I'm going to do it right, I'm going to go here. Uh, and we went up, and the first night, um, it just seemed so simple to me. And this is probably where I get. Um, losing weight simple it's just not easy you know it's, it's a lot of mind power and a lot of thinking about it you know that's the difficult part but uh, we went up and I genuinely didn't look back um, and, I, and I, thankfully um, through her motivation the support and friends and all everything everybody doing it um, I got to the target which was just over 10 stone in um, 53 weeks in a region that it was not 52 weeks. <laughs> I, I had a feeling you were going to say that, actually, and that's not something we discussed a little bit last time we, we spoke. Oh, yeah. but, but as soon as you said 53 weeks, I I know I, I wouldn't want yeah. that achievement to be overshadowed by, by the fact it took one extra week because I 10 know. stone in, in a year is, is incredible. And well, that's it, yeah. What, what's curious as well, Ryan, is that I think different people have a completely different experience to, to losing weight. And it... it even if you know using Slimming World as the example here, because because I've had many guests who have done Slimming World, yourself included, but have all told a different story about their experience, even following the same plan. And mm. and for you, obviously, you said it was it was simple, but losing weight isn't easy. Um, but for some people, obviously, they they struggle with that as well because I think it depends a lot on your headspace, where you are, um, how you enter it, things you know, your, your relationship with with being overweight and how it's affected you leading up to that moment but it seems yeah. as though you were you were motivated you're disciplined and you know you had a clear goal and an objective and, and you stuck to it and we'll be okay in 53 not 52 weeks but <laughs> you did it and and 10 stone is an amazing achievement i didn't set out to lose that that wasn't the, the initial plan it wasn't they lose 10 stone i thought that that was possible um but i did set out to lose some weight because i was just I was getting to a point, and you know, people in the not in the right headspace. And for me, I am a happy-go-lucky person most of the time, and people probably wouldn't see the downside to me, um, or from the nearest and dearest, you know. But I just think that I was getting to a point where I was considering this losing weight thing because, you know, things were getting harder. You know what I mean? Getting about was getting harder, but I was really determined to make it work, and not to lose ten stone, but to lose some weight. And it just so happened then that I got into a really good rhythm. And it kind of worked out what worked for me. I know at the very beginning I was eating the same thing every day until I got a wee bit more confident cooking different things. But um, as I said, I had the time to do that, you know, which is which is a real benefit, and not a lot of people have that. No, of course, of course, and I I hope you don't mind me saying it. And obviously, it's a compliment. And I mean, you didn't look terrible before, but you look so different. It, it's really. And I don't know if it's in, in the photo that I was looking at earlier. Obviously, you were clean shaven, and then you've you've got a beard now. But you just look like two different people, and and you look so healthy for it. And I I, I 
did you ever if, if i can ask this actually do you ever wish you'd done it a bit earlier absolutely um like i know i'm 33 now and and, and i wouldn't think that i'm old or whatever but i just feel that i kind of missed out a wee bit in life you know um not that i regret anything ever but you know i just think if i had just done this whenever i was you know mid-twenties you know even earlier i just i don't know i just didn't I never believed that it was possible. I think, and I maybe just didn't have the confidence in myself at the time to do it. But I do wish, I do wish I'd done it earlier. It's still fun. You say I look like a different person. I still love talking to people that I've known for a long time, and they have no idea who I am. Brilliant, brilliant, <laughs> fantastic. I remember, I remember getting into a shop, and this was because obviously during COVID, nobody saw anybody, and nobody knew anybody, and I had lost the place and didn't really see people. I have a wee choir in Strand, uh, and one of the choir members was in the shop. And um, I bumped into her and I was wearing a hoodie um, of a, like I run a, a, me and a friend run a theatre company in Strabane called Class Act and had the Class Act hoodie on. And uh, this woman comes over, oh, where's this Class Act? I said, it's in Strabane, you know, and we've been here for about 10 years kind of thing, you know, and expecting her to say, how you doing, friend, you know, and she never did and it never clicked and I just felt like saying, you know, you've been in my choir for about 10 years and you've no way to who I am. <laughs> Oh well, I'll not put her off the notion like <laughs> That's funny. I hope and I hope she's listening to this. It's a funny story. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So and and I think obviously the you, you can tell by the way you talk about it how happy you are that you've done it, and obviously there's a a lot of probably other positive things that have happened. But just tell me about some of the the things that stand out in your mind as you know the the benefits that you're experiencing since having lost that weight. Um, there's so many benefits, um, like obviously things that you would expect from somebody losing a lot of weight like that, you know, energy, my mood is more constant. I don't have as many mood swings. Like I'm known for being a wee bit crabbit as we call it in Ireland, but grumpy, you know, and, um, at times, and I think I kind of leveled out a wee bit. Um, and I do think I'm a wee bit more optimistic, but other benefits, you know, this may sound so superficial, but clothes, buying clothes was a real issue for me. I, at my heaviest weight, which was 22.9 stone, was what I weighed in on my first night. Um, buying clothes was a real problem. Um, and unless, you know, I was buying in a supermarket, I wasn't going to get clothes to fit anywhere else or like a, a plus size clothing shop. And like, that's, that's really difficult. Like, you know, as a younger person, maybe going out a lot more than somebody a wee bit older. Like, there's some nights that I would have just said, I'm not going out because I have nothing to wear. Like, and I would think that maybe now I'm a wee bit more fashionable. I don't know. But uh, it's just nice to be able to go and buy something uh, and knowing that the shop's actually going to sell that size. Like, I went my heaviest. I was wearing a 4XL um, top, uh, like a T-shirt or whatever. And, um, you know, and now it's a medium. Like, you can buy a medium anywhere, but you're not going to get a 4XL. I mean, those those kind of benefits, like, it's good for your self-esteem um, as much as anything else, you know? I don't think it's superficial either. I think this is one of the many parts of normal, everyday life that people who haven't had weight management problems would would not even probably be aware of. And it's a common topic in, in conversations that I've had with people about obviously not being able to find clothes that suit their age because... The only places yeah. they can get them from and are not in line with the fashion trends 
Um, and not just that, but one that made me laugh. I can't remember which episode it was now, but one of the benefits of wearing smaller clothes is that they could wash many more clothes and hang them out to dry all in one go. Whereas before you could only get three or four tops on the washing line. Whereas now yeah. you can do the whole load. So it's small things like that about clothes size and, and fashion. Yeah. But, and, and obviously I say that lightheartedly, but that's all true. Yeah. I mean, I bought my, if you had seen my ironing board, you would have thought that I wasn't, you know, a professional iron person. <laughs> Because the size of it was huge, and that literally was because my shirts that I wore to work were just big, you know, they were like bed sheets at one point, you know, so um, those things that probably other people would overlook, you know, people of a slimmer figure wouldn't realise that, you know. Of course, and I really like on your profile, some of the photos where you have similar clothes on, and the before and after, there's one of you, of you in a tuxedo, before and after, yeah. and then, mm. like I said, the difference is just so shocking, and congratulations really because you've done an amazing job and and it sounds as though you're now you know you're on track and i don't think you'll be looking back um in the future absolutely like i mean i've been um i've been at in and around my target weight for um i think i think maybe today is a year i'm not i have to go and double check that but it's you know so i haven't strayed i think i went on holidays and maybe put on four or five pounds but, um, you know, it's up and down, in and around that kind of area. It's been nothing. And, you know, I find it sustainable. I enjoy my weekends and I'm really good during the week. And that's just seems to be a rhythm that I'm in that's, that's working for me at the minute. You know, obviously circumstances may change, but at the minute I'm, I'm happy and um, all going well. And that's normal. And, and you know, this is what I think is the key to, to long-term success the fact that you don't have to constantly feel like you're on a diet you just have mm. to find that balance where you can enjoy yourself and i mean I, anybody can go on holiday and gain four or five pounds and, and wouldn't even consider it you know it's just what, on holiday you're eating differently you're probably drinking more it's 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 just normal but it's having yeah. that that plan and control when you get back and ability to say okay that was holiday that's finished now and i'm going to carry on as i was which is something yeah, that I think a lot of people struggle with and people ask for advice all the time. And, and one of the things that I say to people is, um, you know, we're all a fan of saying I'm going on a diet, the diet starts Monday or whatever, but I actually believe that you need to set a date and a time and that's when you're going to start. And it's not tomorrow because, you know, you need to be prepared for these things. You know, for example, if I veered off the track um, for a couple of days, well, I'm not, you know, I would say, right, this Tuesday, I'm going to give myself to Tuesday. I'm going to enjoy my extra glass of wine or my extra wee bit of chocolate, but then on Tuesday I'm ready for it. You kind of build up to it, and it's not like, okay, it's a big shock to the system. You know what's coming. You set the date, and then you're ready for it. Absolutely. Book an appointment with yourself. This was some advice someone gave me to once. Uh, yeah. In the same way that you, if you were going to a meeting for work or anything else, you'd you'd give enough respect to that person to arrive on time and to, to be prepared for that meeting. You, you have yeah. to give yourself that respect as well, I think. And I think that's very important. And that's good advice, Ryan. And I really appreciate having you on the show today. So um, can we can we ask you what your Instagram account is? If you could share that, please. Just because I think yeah, it's worth people going to have a look at your before and after photos and also your your food pics as well, because you become quite an established chef, I think. <laughs> well, I try hard. Um, uh, yeah, and you know what? Um, that is one thing that I found that's really kept me motivated is sharing pictures of my food because I kind of feel obliged to share them. Um, and then 
I'll I'll be less likely to cook something that isn't as healthy if I know I'm committed to sharing a picture of my dinner every day. But it's um Ryan Quinn Slimming World. So that's Ryan Quinn Slimming World. That's it. Perfect. So Ryan, one thing I want to ask you about because I just saw a photo uh, you posted today actually was was carrot mash uh, or carrot and parsnip mash. It looks delicious. Tell us a secret to it. Uh, it, literally there's no secret it's literally sometimes it's just carrots or sometimes it's carrots and parsnips um just it's just that and sometimes i make it on my own and just put a wee bit of salt and pepper in it or you can buy it pre-made there would if you follow the slimmer word plan there would be like maybe one thin proportion in it because i think the companies that sell it pre-packaged add a little bit of butter or milk um but i just think that it's you know, as an Irish person, we love spuds and we love something to go a wee bit more hearty with our steak. Um, and it's just for me, it's a swap that I get the same feeling that I've had a big plate of spuds, but I know there's a lot less calories. Honestly, I won't lie. L- looking at that, it's much more appetising seeing it mashed in that way than having a plate of carrots. And I do, I do. You know, other times it's um, I was you know swapping rice, normal rice for cauliflower rice and simple things like that. You know, it it really makes all the difference. And it's just about finding those healthy choices and, and like you say, not, not feeling compromising yourself or feeling like you're always restricting yourself, but just finding other ways to eat and still enjoy food. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Brian, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing it back and actually hearing your voice on the recording this time when we publish it. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And uh, I promise awesome. you won't need a third time, but I would absolutely love to have you back on the show one day in the future uh, to find out how you're getting on and, um, to get more of your advice for our listeners perfect no i'd look forward to that no it's been great thanks for having me on i really appreciate it you're welcome and, and welcome to to being an official weight loss warrior thank you brian Woo. yeah <laughs> thank you. take care of yourself thank you very much i'd also like to say a big thank you to you our listeners i appreciate you joining us at the weight loss warrior podcast and would love that you become part of our tribe If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast to never miss a new weight loss warrior tell their story. We share brand new episodes every single Monday and Thursday and hope that you join us next time. You can also find us on Instagram where we share great tips and advice on how you can lose weight in a safe and sustainable way. Simply search for Weight Loss Warrior Podcast and follow us today. Remember, be kind to yourself and keep looking forward. You can achieve your goals.